Hello, welcome to Kuka Chats episode 14. I'm here with my good old friend Lorraine. Hey. So good to have you here. We've been planning this podcast for how oh long? God, I'd say probably maybe like a month, a yeah. month and a half. Yes, but we're here today yes. and we're just going to have a little chat about life, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, Lorraine, I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Cool. Well, guys, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Lorraine. Um, I'm 25 years old um, and I've been friends with Julia, gosh, I'd say maybe... 10 11 years like i've yeah. lost count now but yes. um i'm from cross the keel originally but i live in carlinstown um i've lived there for probably about eight years in between kind of living in dublin um just obviously with college and work and stuff like that but um i'm i'm home now living with my mom yeah how do we become friends so we became friends in third year and it was one of those funny <laughs> funny situations where it was like I think she's a bit of a bitch and <laughs> I think when we had it when we had a chat afterwards like down down the line uh, I think Julia's impression of me was probably the same yeah. um, we didn't like each other to start but isn't that how all good friendships blossom our friendship didn't really kind of cement until we went into third year yeah um, and then kind of what sticks out in my mind one day you were like do you want to come to my house for tea oh my god yes do you remember did we watch Kardashian yes did Ka we Kardashian no the first day oh, Jersey Shore Jersey Shore yeah oh my god but yes. the first day I went down to your house we walked um, mm -hmm. we walked down and we got we must have sat there for about six hours at your kitchen table just having tea chatting about it was like a date. Yeah, it was. Like we were sitting in your kitchen, you had tea, you put biscuits out on the table. Oh, yeah. And we just sat across from each other, like just chatting and you were telling me about when you moved here and... Yeah, my story. Your story <laughs> and then your parents came in. Oh, I was so nervous about that because we obviously we speak Russian in the house. So I was like, oh, what is she going to think? I used to be so like paranoid about people like Irish people visiting me back in the day. Now I don't give a fuck, obviously. But like back then I thought people would judge me yeah it was weird but that never like that obviously never came into my head like i knew yeah. that you were a foreigner yeah <laughs> <laughs> or so, so it was that. said so i yeah. know i knew that but like i didn't really know at the time like what language you spoke or you know i wasn't sure if it was russian or yeah. latvian or mm. what it was um, but I remember your parents came in and your mom, like, she's the sweetest lady ever. And she was like, Alio Lorraine. Mm -hmm. And it was just so nice. And from then we just, we would, friends. yeah, regular visits to Julia's and watching Kardashian. <laughs> so talk to us about your, um, where, where do we start with your education? Maybe, uh, where did you go to college? Yeah. So when I, when I was in Leaving Cert, I was like, oh, definitely want to do something. Definitely want to go to college and study a role that would be kind of in the caring sector shall we say or yeah. you know something along that lines and I kind of toyed with nursing um maybe teaching or social work so I kind of had three options um and I settled on the path of uh, social science and that was in UCD 
Um, now, I remember at the time when I did my leave insert, uh, I applied to, you know, like Dundalk and Maynooth and UCD and everything. And when I got my leave insert results, um, the day that I got them, I actually was so devastated. Um, I counted up my po- I counted up my points, and it turned out I was like a hundred points short for UCD, and I was devastated. And I remember all the girls were coming over to my house to go out. Remember we went to the Arches, the night that we got our leave insert results. Yes. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm not going out. Like, I failed. Well, yeah. not failed my leaving cert, but I failed myself because I didn't get, get the college points. that I want or didn't get enough points, whatever. Um, but then a week later, when the CAO results came out, I figured out I counted up my points wrong. And oh, I, I don't got, remember that. Yeah, I, I was devastated. Don't. Like, I, I was so depressed. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a failure, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I realized I counted up my points wrong. Um, yeah. So I accepted UCD and I was fortunate enough to get um, a place on campus. So I started planning for the big move up to Dublin. Um, so that was, yeah, that was in the September. So that's what I did in college for three years. It was a three year course. Um, and I graduated, um, my official title is a social scientist, but I have, um, it's a bachelor of social science. That's. Yeah. What my degree is. I remember when you lived in Dub- um, in Dublin. They were the good Which old part? <laughs> Which year? Because each well, year first, was different. Oh yeah, it, it was, was actually. Well, the first two years did you not live in the same place? No. Or was so it just the first year you lived on campus? Just the first year I lived on campus. Yeah. How um, was that like? Campus was brilliant. Like it was so good. I was moving up to Dublin and didn't know a soul. Like in UCD. Were you um, nervous? I. Thinking back now, like I don't think I was nervous. Yeah. Um, I was kind of more excited yeah. for the adventure that lay ahead. Um, I remember going up to the UCD Open Day. Um, I went with my mom and my sister in the November of fifth year. And I remember there was loads of snow. It was really icy. It was a horrible day. And when we got there, my sister was like, God, Lorraine, like this place is really big. Like I don't think you'll be able to manage. Mm. And I was like thinking in my head after, it's like, of course I'll be able to manage. Like, you know, I kind of had that invincible feeling like I can do anything or, you know, Mm. it's like it's only 40 minutes down the road. Sure, I'll be grand. Yeah. Um, And I remember just like the weeks before I left, like the buzz of getting new clothes and, you know, like all excited about, oh, starting a new life. And it was it was just so fresh. Um, So, yeah, I probably was a little bit nervous, but more excited than yeah. anything. Like, yeah. you know, I, I didn't really dwell on the, the feelings of, you know, nervousness too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I moved up, uh, it was a Sunday that I moved in and all I knew that I was appointed to like a room in an apartment, like didn't know who my housemates were or anything. And remember that Sunday, uh, my mom drove me up and I had like cases in the car and I had you know, just my whole life crammed into a little car. And when I arrived outside what was my apartment, um, when I was walking up to the front door, I seen two guys in the living room and they looked out the window at me and I looked in the window and I just said to my mom, I was like, oh fuck, it's two lads. And I don't know why, like, I was, like, nervous about living with boys. But, like, I hadn't, you know, I... You never had, had that experience. No, I never had that experience. I went to an all-girls primary school, yeah. an all-girls secondary school. So I think my experience, like, interacting with, I don't know, boys or living with boys was, was you know, new. Like, yeah. so remember when I moved in, actually, um, it turned out that I was actually only living with one of the guys. And his mm-hmm. name is was Morris. 
and till this day he's still one of my bestest bestest friends mm. so um you know he had moved up from Kerry and didn't know anybody either and we really just hit it off and yeah from that that's kind of you know our house became the hub of you know our friends group um, yeah so who else lived in the house so another girl called Maeve lived in the house she was yeah. from Sligo um and like with anything you know when when you're making friends some people like you and some people don't um yeah. and me and Morris were were definitely kind of you know the closest and mm-hmm. we had the same friends group and stuff like that so Maeve was was kind of say separate in that you know she yeah. she wasn't really in her friends group mm-hmm. um but there was three of us and we had like three single rooms there was a kitchen shared living room so it was really nice just to kind of have that independence yeah um you know and obviously going out was a big thing like yeah. you know your first year in Definitely. Dublin oh my god thinking about my first year in college even though I didn't live in Dublin mm. going out was huge like it was like always went out be all and end all of everything yes. like it was and sure Julia you were older like so yeah what age were you were 19 when yes. you starting yeah yeah I was 17 so for the first month of college month and a half I was underage and yeah. it would be the nightly drama of like you get you, in or yeah not. like you go out three times a week like you go yeah. into Dicey's or Coppers or whatever like the places <laughs> were like at that stage in your yeah. life um and it would be oh god like how are we going to get in we'll have to be there at like 10 o'clock or whatever but do you know what I actually never got refused do you know like I always managed to get in yeah. and I think that was kind of the excitement of it all yeah um so yeah first year of college was was crazy like you just had so much independence and you went out all the time and it was just really kind of an eye-opening yeah, experience. Yeah, so then you moved to a different place. Then I moved to Ranala, um, yeah. and I shared an apartment uh, with a girl, with Shauna, yeah, a girl yeah, called Shauna. Um, and I lived there then for the full term. Um, my friends lived all together in a separate house, and I kind of found that lonely because they were all together, you know, in the evenings and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, I'd go back to my apartment and study or whatever. So I kind of felt a little bit left out in that sense. Mm-hmm. But second year of college, I kind of started having to put more work in, yes, you know, definitely. started paying more attention to my exams or my lectures or, you, you know. You kind of get your shit together a yeah, bit more. Yeah, kind of had to get my shit together. Yeah. Um, That's what happened after. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. And then in third year, obviously, that was my final year. And I kind of really felt ready to leave college. Mm -hmm. I was done with education um, at that stage. Just wanted to finish, but obviously just wanted to get, like, my degree and get a good result at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually moved to the north side. So UCD is on the south side. Mm -hmm. um, But we, me and my friends, actually, we rented um, a house in Phippsborough. Yeah. So um, after graduating what did you do yeah so like when i was in college i worked part-time um as a waitress in clonabrainy house mm-hmm. um so clonabrainy house is a it's a wedding venue which is um in clonabrainy just outside kells about 10 15 minutes outside kells so throughout college i've been working there part-time um as a waitress and then when i finished college i said to the manager at the time i was like look don't know what i want to do um don't, I'm not going on ahead to do my master's so like I can't really get a job in my field of mm-hmm. study um is there any hours going in the office yeah so I was really fortunate like um once I graduated I had secured um you know a full-time job in the office kind of you know say 
seven days a week but the the days would change and I decided to move home yeah so it was the handiest obviously it was the handiest yeah and like obviously money wasn't you know my income wasn't the best and Mm -hmm. it was just kind of handy to come home and you know kind of just figure out what I was going to do so So. did you say it was full-time then it was full-time yeah so I stopped doing the waitressing um so how did you find that um moving from part-time waitressing to full-time office did you say office yeah well to be fair like in that in that in in that job um you know you were kind of doing lots of things so when I would say waitressing I'd also sometimes then on a Saturday morning maybe do like reception as in check in like check in the wedding guests check them out um during the summer as well like I worked um as an accommodations assistant so that was like cleaning the cottages or cleaning the bedrooms so it was a nice kind of natural progression to work in the office because I had kind of done my you know um other areas um of the hotel so it was nice to kind of get into that more structured environment yeah um obviously I'd never worked in an office setting before so it did take a little bit of getting used to and Mm -hmm. you know I kind of felt like an adult you know moving home having my set times for dinner you know having to get up in the morning you know at nine um it was it was very different like but I definitely put more of a structure on my life yeah. Um. Like the job helped me to buy my first car. I started to learn how to drive. Yeah. You know, I definitely kind of became a little bit more of an adult. Yeah. So you worked there for a year, did you say? Well, in total, I'd worked um in the venue for six years. Um. What I think it was a year. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I worked in the I I worked as in the office as a wedding coordinator for a year and a half to oh, two right, years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, I had been kind of doing that. A little bit as well part-time yeah. when I was in college um so worked there for a year and then the draw of Dublin was was calling me back right so, so you decided to move back to Dublin yeah, moved back to Dublin applied for a few jobs in hospitality um went for some interviews and landed a job then in Castle Rock Hotel as a wedding coordinator so so how was that yeah like that was different um obviously I had experience I had planned weddings in Clonabrainy so yeah. I, I knew what I was doing um so th- I wasn't kind of fearful of that but I kind of felt like that because the job was in Dublin it was a little bit more serious yeah or you know I wasn't just going there on the grounds of oh I'd worked there before Do you yes. know it was it was I purely got the job on my own merits and you know the experience mm-hmm. that I had so um, when I started there, I was um, 21. Which is impressive. Mad. Yeah. And I started there in the October, and my my birthday is actually at the end of October. Mm-hmm. And I remember the girls I worked with uh, were like, oh, happy birthday or whatever, what age are you? And I said I was 22, like I was turning 22, mm-hmm. and their faces just dropped. Yeah, because it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of clever in the sense of I didn't put my age on my on my CV. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was necessary because I had the experience. Um, yeah. But I guess for them, they were like, oh God, she's a lot younger than, than what we had expected. Yeah. Um, like I, people have told me that I tend to act older than I am. So, yeah. you know... That was kind of hard. Um, I kind of felt like I was always, the age card was always played against me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you know, oh, like that's something that you learn with experience or with age or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But I, I I, feel like 
I had quite a successful time there. Um, yeah. I moved from wedding coordinator to wedding manager um, yeah. within kind of a year and a half. So mm-hmm. it was a quick uh, succession. And I worked there for three years mm-hmm. and recently finished in December. So I handed my notice in in December for the exciting plan of going traveling. So talk to us about that. I mean, it's a big um, change in your life, you know, just quitting the job and... Yeah, like, I mean, lots happened in the, the three years that I worked there. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, when I had moved home after college, I, you know, really felt like I had to start putting a, a plan in place as to what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like going back to college, I that was something that I wanted to do, but not just yet. Mm-hmm. So throughout my time um, in Castleknock, so for the three years, lots of, thing, lots of things happened. Um, yeah. I bought a house. Um, for your mom for my mom well not for, for well, me for you too for me but, for me but it was no. a big help yeah yeah like so, it really helped your mom a lot yeah like I mean certain situations like you know with the, the housing crisis in Ireland um, we had lived in a rental property for eight years and one day we got a letter or we got a phone call to say that the house was being sold and obviously that was really god like not traumatic but it was like it was upsetting and worrying like because we that was our home like we'd lived there for eight years and Mm -hmm. you know really kind of felt a sense of home there so um I was fortunate enough to be granted a a mortgage and and but it was a long process it it was a very long process oh my god I took me the guts of you know maybe 15 months to 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 secure and a lot of savings and a lot of things were sacrificed you know like I was 23 24 when this process started and you know like all my friends were living it up going to electric picnic going Mm -hmm. to body and soul you know going on trips to Amsterdam etc lonely when you have to go through that absolutely like you know I had to save so much money and everything but in the long run, you know, I was looking at me purchasing this house as a long-term investment. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that really helped, um, you know, when that was finalized and everything, that really helped me make the, de- make the decision then to go traveling because yeah. I had that sense of security for yeah. when I come home, you know, I have I have a house to live in. Um, and obviously my mom's really happy too. You know, she look after the house while I'm away or, yeah, you know, course. sowing my wild oats. So, yeah, yeah, that was really well. Before good. we talk about you going traveling, yeah, just wanted to go back to your job uh, as a wedding planner. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. Sorry, I'm like jumping wedding up. manager. Um, yeah. oh no, it's okay. Um, just for just for people listening, mm. and if somebody is interested in doing something yeah. similar to what you have been doing, mm. um, what advice would you give? The advice I would give, so firstly, like anybody looking to work in hospitality, because that's, you know, in in Ireland especially, there isn't really many independent wedding planners. Um, Most kind of wedding planners or wedding coordinators or wedding managers start off in in hotels. So Mm -hmm. for those of you who are in hospitality, um, the advice that I would give is you really have to start at the bottom. Yeah, so just like with everything, I with think. everything, because I I feel like a lot of young people they have these expectations or they have these dreams of becoming whatever you know yeah, something big anything. in life, yeah. which is totally fine. I mean, we all can dream, uh, absolutely. But, um, 
at the same time people can be a little bit unrealistic and think that they can just get it like straight away straight away but yeah. it does not work like no. that you always have to start from the bottom like For really sure. small and have patience yeah and like a big thing for me was you know this isn't this wasn't what i had chosen to do in college you know it just kind of happened and you know sometimes like looking back now i'm glad that i did stick with it and i'm glad that you know i made wedding management a, a a career um you know for the 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 five years five to six years that i was doing it mm-hmm. um but there was so many times throughout that i was like i'm not doing anything related to what you know my degree is yeah. you know i'm wasting all those years of college mm-hmm. But really, you know, it was an experience and there were things that I learned in college that I could apply to, you know, yes, my, my daily job, yeah. you know, about understanding how to deal, like dealing with people, people. like, oh my God, you were dealing with people on a daily basis. My job was to, to, to ensure that two people, yeah, you know, a couple had the best day of their life on their wedding day. Yeah. Like the responsibility and the expectation um, upon me was immense. Yeah. on a daily basis yeah so your de- degree did not go to waste no 100 yeah. percent. it didn't go to waste um you know and it kind of just helped me think more logically about things and really kind of analyze and assess situations so that was yeah. really helpful but mm. anybody who is looking to to go into you know that the the wedding industry it's such an exciting industry mm-hmm. it is absolutely brilliant it's so fast-paced um no two days are the same mm-hmm. you get to meet so many people um and you really you know become a part of a couple's life you know they meet you in the evening time um you know after work say and like any couple you know they might be bickering in the car before they come or you know whatever stuck in traffic and then they come in to meet me and i'm like okay so let's chat about your wedding and you can just see on their faces that they're like for fuck's sake yeah like this is the last place we want to be yeah but for me i actually love those moments because you're like okay right so what happened? Like, yeah, leave you, the fighting at the door, you yeah. know, come on, you know, let's just chat about something good and, and remember, positive. yeah, and remember yeah. why you guys are here. And yes. Now you're thinking of traveling. Now I'm thinking of traveling. Well, you're doing it. You're well, going uh, to yeah, do no, like, I mean, you're I'm, not thinking of I'm it. going in You have weeks. been thinking of it for yeah. a long time, but you're actually doing it. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about that. When are you going? Where are you going? Mm-hmm. What are your plans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> scary, scary. No, no, no. Uh, so I've been thinking about traveling for a year. Um, so by no means is this just kind of like a last minute whimsical decision. Um, I am going to New Zealand, um, on the, in about a month's time. Yeah. 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 In about a month's time. Um, so yeah. And I have a one year working holiday visa. So, um, I'm just going to go see what the crack is over there. Yeah. see how it is see if I like it if I like it I'll stay the year if I don't you never know I could head off somewhere else I don't really have a, a set plan or a set itinerary yeah you just kind of going with the flow go with the flow yeah. yes yes so how have you been like preparing for this trip yeah what have you been doing so prepare preparation wise um like the first thing obviously I had to do was to secure my visa yeah so I did that through Visa First. Um, so they're like an agency that kind of do all of the, you know, admin for you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was super easy. Like you pay them a fee and then they just organize everything. So that was great. So I got that approved. Um, and since then, I've just been trying to kind of, you know, just tie up 
any loose ends that I have, you know. Um, I bought like my backpack, which was like a super exciting experience. Um, like I'm fucking tiny, I'm practically a dwarf. So this big backpack is like the size of my body. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, how am I gonna carry around with me everywhere? But fuck it, I'll yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be Dora the Explorer. Yes, um, literally, yeah, like. literally. <laughs> I'll be like a sheep when sheep are in labor, right? Yeah. This is a random farmer fact. Yeah. But when sheep are in labor and you push them over, or if they fall, not when you push them over, yeah, but if they fall, fall, right, they're on their back and they can't get up. So yeah. they're just like <laughs> sitting there so with their arms. So that might be me somewhere. Um, <laughs> so if anyone New is in New Zealand and you see a small girl <laughs> with a red backpack lying on her back, please help me up. Yeah. Um, it's Lorraine. It's me, it's Lorraine. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so I've just been tying up all my loose ends. I moved home um, at the probably around the middle of December just before Christmas and mm-hmm. um, to spend time with my fam yeah. um, my sister was due a baby so I wanted to be there for her and yeah. spend time with my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and kind of just enjoy the Christmas period so mm-hmm. I finished up work on the 29th of December um, and since then I've really just been you know loving life at home like not getting up maybe until 12 or 1 in the afternoon and enjoying this time because you know I just feel like I'm never probably going to be in this position again where I'm not working yeah you know or well fingers touch wood like fingers crossed I, I hope to be working but like by mm-hmm. choice you know yeah um so yeah I'm just trying to like organize my clothes and you know get so you're not bringing much well <laughs> well you told me you're gonna keep it minimal like minimal for me like I go to Dublin for a night and I have a small suitcase with me so oh, I'm just saying yeah I you don't need everything travel light at all so you're not gonna travel light but you have to I have to like sure, I can't did bring a suitcase I you did not say that to me no I'm not I can't bring like a big suitcase no. like you'd bring on a week's holidays I can bring like a small little carry-on suitcase yeah so I have one of them but like my backpack is the main way that I'm going to carry all my stuff around yeah so like New Zealand is weird the weather is funny um like it's summer over there now so um autumn starts in February I think so the weather has changed but like you could have four seasons in one day like depending on where you go so while it might be sunny and you might wear shorts and dresses you will still need like a hoodie or a zippy or you know something just to keep you warm so I'm trying to like build a capsule wardrobe that'll do me like I don't know what the fuck a capsule wardrobe is but I looked on the internet and they said that this is what you should do yeah so um so you've done your research I've done my research yeah a lot wardrobe. of research of yeah. my wardrobe mainly mm. um so yeah lots of kind of active wear you know leggings sports tops runners yeah I'm not going to be going out you know hitting the town in my best you know my best Sunday clothes it'll be a lot of kind of what's comfy and yeah. uh, what you know what I feel good in yeah do so. you know much about New Zealand I've done a well do I know much about New Zealand like I feel like I know enough to I go I know nothing yeah so New Zealand is on the southern hemisphere well I know where it is on the map yeah okay but like I actually just don't know yeah. much about the actual country so it's a co- it was a colony of Britain yeah so their flag is navy has stars on it and also includes the part of the british flag yeah new zealand is really chilled um one of the reasons why i chose it was because it seems to have a really good work-life balance so they're really into like their outdoors 
the landscape um is absolutely stunning like all you have to do is you know go on to instagram or pinterest or whatever and google new zealand or type in new zealand and the scenery and the landscapes are just beautiful stunning you know you can go from a glacier to you know mountain peaks to beaches to cities you know all within you know hours drive of each other so you've mm-hmm. such um a wide scope to to explore mm-hmm. um now i wouldn't describe myself as the most kind of outdoorsy person yeah but this this experience yeah. might open my well that's kind of what i'm hoping that i'll just arrive there and i'm really good at kayaking and canoeing and all this stuff <laughs> i just have these Is that what you have in your head yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like all these expectations inner, these inner talents that oh, i have yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, they just seem to have a really good working life balance. Um, you know, lifestyle. very chilled. Yeah, the lifestyle just seems to be really good and they're really into their coffee and their wine. So like Are they? Yeah, so like perfect place for you, yeah, Lorraine. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is like what? to die for. Really? So loads of vineyards and stuff like that that I want to go see oh, and definitely. Yeah. And like do you feel obviously you do feel nervous going on mm. your own like like it is it's kind of scary like it's a scary thing yeah to go on your own but at the same time it'll make you maybe like a stronger person because yeah you're facing your fears would yeah. you say it's a fear to like, go on your own like definitely that is probably the biggest understated how statement. long is the flight so it's mad like i've never done a solo trip like I haven't even, you know, gone to Kilkenny on my own. Like, you know, I, I've I've always had somebody thought to. that, yeah, like traveling or, you know, going on city breaks or holidays. It's always been with somebody, whether it be a group of friends or a boyfriend or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um Yeah, so like this going to New Zealand, um, it is scary going on my own. Like first and foremost, the flight. Like I'm not the best flyer. Who are you flying with? So I'm flying with Emirates. Well, so that's, yeah, no, that's I made exciting. my yeah, I made sure that like I had a, a nice airline. Yes. Um, so I fly from Dublin to Dubai. And so were, were the flights expensive? The flights were expensive. How much? Are like they? almost a thousand euro. Yeah. So flying Dublin to Dubai, which is I think about eight hours, um, and then I fly Dubai to Sydney. Mm-hmm which is, I think that's a really fucking long flight. I think it's like 13 and a half hours. I've never been on a long haul flight, so. Oh my God, that actually gives me stress even thinking about it. Have you been on a long haul flight? No. Lorraine, you know me. Even if it's like a four hour flight, I freak the fuck out. And it's not like I never fly. I fly all the time. Every year, like a couple of times a year, I fly. It just does not get better. No. You see, I kind of think I'm scared of flying, but not to the extent that you would be. Like, I can kind of talk myself through it and be like, yeah. look, you know, think of what's at the other side. Yes. But I just don't know how I'm going to cope without a fag for 13 hours. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to wear, like, a nicotine patch or something. Like, God help the person. Or you might have to. Yeah, I will, definitely. Like, Are you going to drink? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Even I just picked, to sleep. I picked my seats the other day on the flight. So yeah. I picked out where on the plane I'm going to sit. So yeah. that was exciting. And, and like on the Emirates website, it's really good. You can do like a 3D uh, view of the plane. So you can oh, see so inside cool. it. And they're huge. And they're so big. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously I'd love to be flying first class. But like, yeah. you know. But uh, no, I'm really excited. Like, that'll be good. Um, And then I've, I'm actually flying down with Qantas from Australia to 
New Zealand. So yeah, that's only like a little three hour flight. So that'll be grand. Mm-hmm. Be on the home stretch then. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it'll, it'll get exciting. That's when it'll get exciting. You'll but like, like I'm yeah, there. Like, I'm excited to be in Dubai like as well. Do you know, even though I'm only stopping over. Do you know, I won't really. Just in the airport. Yeah. I'm not going to see the city. So I'm still in the country. <laughs> like. If you're flying over it, you yeah, might see it. I might see something. <laughs> um, keep an eye on my snaps. But um, yeah, so like to be are honest. You going to, are you going to use social media a lot when you travel? Yeah, I was thinking because about you this. Don't. I don't. No, I find you never have been that type of person. I find like as much as I, you know, went through phases, especially with working in the wedding industry. I was like, oh, I'll set up like I'll do like a wedding blog yeah. or you know, not like, not you know, as in like I like Lorraine will be the face of it and more yeah. kind of you about know people hidden one or whatever. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, will I do like a travel blog? And I'm kind of just like no, because one. I'm not big into social media. Yeah. Two. You, you don't really like it that I much. I feel like, well, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't really. Well, you don't like to use it that much. I just feel like I don't have, like, the time to, you know, think of really. Good content. Yeah, authentic content. Like, I just mm-hmm. think leave it to the people that do. Like yeah. you, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I am creative, but I'm more like a. You like to experience it with your own eyes like yeah. not look through the screen of something else yeah because yeah. I think I just get too fixated on like taking the perfect picture that I'd end up just missing something yeah do you know yeah um yeah like I don't know I I'm more kind of like I keep diaries so yeah. I I do have a, a travel just for yourself travel journey uh journal yeah. that I'll keep so you never know like I I might you might become like a blogger yeah, like I might. You never know. You might become super famous. Super famous. And then I'll come to visit you. Yeah. And yeah. your fans. And my in my villa in New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah. So like when you move there, where are you gonna live? Yeah, so I my good friend Claire um is over there at the moment. She made the move, I'd say maybe about nine months ago, and I'm not really sure exactly, but she's over there anyway. Mm-hmm. She's in Wellington. Um so that's where I'm gonna fly into. Okay. So for the first... So that's not too scary. You're going no, to your friend. No, yeah. I don't, like, because how I imagined it, I didn't know you were going to your friend. Right. How I imagined it is that you get off the plane and off you go on your own. Bye. Yeah, like yeah. that is Like scary. that's that's what my family thought as well. Yeah. Um, like, look, the just to kind of give a bit of background, um, the plan wasn't that I was going on my own. Yeah. Um, I was meant to be going with... Um, a boyfriend who was now an ex-boyfriend yeah but look shit happens and I just kind of had to say to myself you know Lorraine do you still really want to go and I did um yeah. I didn't want to miss out on this experience for anybody um so I had to change my plans adapt slightly and kind of get into the mind frame of you know you're on your own mm-hmm. now I kind of at the start I was like oh yeah I know I can totally just arrive and like be this you know independent explorer that won't need anybody and then I was like no like come on be realistic you will so um as I said my friend Claire is there you know I'm can't wait to see her I'm gonna meet up with her for coffee and have a few drinks and she's been living in in Wellington City um for a good while so you know I'm kind of looking to so get you're gonna up. stay with her gonna st- well no I'm gonna stay in a hostel all right, but you're gonna meet up with gonna her. Gonna meet up with her, yeah. So she works, obviously. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't really want to d- 
deplete too much of her time yeah. but like I've I have my accommodation sorted like for the first five days um in a hostel uh so that would be as well a new experience but have you ever stayed in a hostel before I, I have stayed in a hostel Where? before in Edinburgh how was that um, I think they're decent enough. Yeah, enough. they're grand. Like I mean, it just depends on the city. Like now, I've done my yeah. research. Yeah. Um, like there's really good communication groups, like on Facebook, um, like Backpacker New Zealand, or there is another page which I find really helpful. Uh, female solo travelers. Okay. So, yeah. So it's really good. My friend Sork actually told me about this group. Uh, she traveled um, Asia on her own for three months mm-hmm. last year. So she told me about this Facebook group. Um, so yeah, like you can just post up, like does anybody have recommendations of this hostel or that place? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of do meetups as well. So that kind of gives a sense of security that you're actually not on your own, yeah. you know? Um, and I think as well, you just have to put yourself out there a little bit and, you know, be open to meeting people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a base, so that's good. Um, and I plan to just kind of, stay in Wellington maybe for like a month or so and, and see you what know happens. yeah just settle myself in like yeah. not take on too much yeah have you like know. no expectations kind of just because I feel like when you have expectations you um get disappointed yeah Do you know what I mean and you don't want that you I remember you actually it. said that to me years ago because you're you sometimes well I don't know about now but that was years ago when you kind of like expected people to do things the way you would yeah. do them and I said to you but well, first of all that's not possible yeah and second of all have no expectations so then you're not disappointed, disappointed. yeah and that's something that has stuck with me now yeah. I'm not saying that I've always applied it yeah but I remember Julia you saying that to me before yeah. like you know just don't expect too much for people because then they can't disappoint you because you know also because people care about themselves you have yeah. to remember that and we care about ourselves mm-hmm. most of the time like yeah obviously you love your family your friends and you care for them but you always care about you first First. and that's a fact definitely but that's also something that I feel it can be in two ways you know you can have self-care in a Mm -hmm. good way and then selfish selfish yeah so there's a fine line there is a fine line. there is a fine line you know um but sometimes you do have to be selfish sometimes another thing yes yeah it's it's, it's not black and white no it's not and 100% like I totally felt like I was being selfish going on this trip like or I feel like sometimes I am being selfish yeah you know why did you feel you were selfish because you're leaving your your mom and and yeah I felt like I was just well one I felt like selfish for leaving work you know like I know that's silly but like I felt like I had responsibilities um you know I had brides and grooms and stuff like that that you know well what I thought needed me but really they don't like you know they'll get married they'll still have a great day day, you know but you know just the hassle of work trying to find somebody else and stuff like that but then look that was short-lived mm-hmm. um but then huge guilt kind of set in about leaving my family the fact that I've been home that I've moved home now after so long mm-hmm. like I'm getting to see you know my niece and nephews I'm getting to spend time with my mom my sister my dad and you yeah. as well yeah like Mila is my godchild yeah. and you know it's hard that mm-hmm that I didn't get to see her and that I missed out on stuff and I feel like I'm home now and it's kind of like oh well I'm going again yeah yeah you know I get you yeah so when you told your mom when did you actually tell her that you were doing this well as I said I had like me and my mom are super close so so you had these conversations yes 
I would like she's like my confidant so yeah. you know I would chat to her about life things yeah, but about or everything, decisions probably. everything yeah. like so, so when you told her that you're going for sure what was her reaction yeah um she was like she was really supportive she was like yes Lorraine absolutely like if because I was she traveled a lot when she was younger yeah actually, it was funny she? like before she met my dad and before she got married and had kids yeah. like her and her friend like they did kind of like a Europe trip yeah and she was telling me like she remembers buying a backpack as well but yeah. she was like they it had it was on like a steel frame yeah um you know and she said like she really enjoyed doing that and, and like and that, that was good for her yeah like yeah. that was back in the 70s and that wasn't yeah. something that was really done then yeah but no she was she was like look if i was your age again definitely do it she was like before you get married yourself and start having children you know go and be 25 go and live your life yeah so that was good like i didn't kind of have to convince her that yeah and at least it kind of made you maybe feel at ease a little bit about doing that yeah about doing it you're not feeling too guilty yeah because i would imagine there are some parents out there who'd be like no why like why are you going on your own like you know being terrified yeah well don't get me wrong like my mom is really nervous about the fact that I'm going on my own not stopping you no and that's what she was like you know all I want is that you check in with me just let me know that you're okay and everything and you just be safe and that's a big thing as well you know just kind of having your wits about you and just knowing what's a good situation and what's a bad situation you know just being able to read that and you know look I won't know until I get there so I'll just have to go with the flow and see until the flow, then yeah. mm-hmm. but I think it's just for like for a girl it is a bit yeah it, you know it's there's more scary like it is scary yeah like I mean I don't get me wrong I did have really bad anxiety about it yeah and I didn't know why like I was like look I'm you know I can deal with the flight I can deal with being away from my mm-hmm. family and my friends you know I'm not worried about getting a job like I can do the travel you know I don't mind moving from place to place but I had a, like a, a gut wrenching feeling in my tummy, and the main thing it was about was being alone at night time. Yeah, you know, as long as as you said, you make decent decisions. Decisions and put yourselves, you know, be safe. And yeah. you know, I think I just have to be super conscious that I am on my own. You know, yeah. I think it would be easy. It's I think I just think it's easier to look after yourself than actually have to worry about say somebody else or yeah. a group of people like I can say no look I'm not feeling cool in this situation mm. I'm gonna leave or yeah. you know I'll go to bed and you're that type of person anyway so yeah yeah so what's your plan now um for when are you going you're going in a month so yeah so next four weeks so you're just planning to spend it with your family yeah and... like I kind of um I've just been as I said kind of packing um sorting out what i need um spending time like with my family my friends um i kind of want to build up my fitness a little bit before i go mm-hmm. so um i've just been going for lots of walks and doing like exercises and stuff like that just so i'm a little bit more fit before i go mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that like i'm not really setting myself up to too much you know i'm yeah. just trying to keep uh, keep my head cool you know, I'm doing yoga just to try and be mindful. Yeah. Um, I think that'll really help me when I'm over there, just, you know, being in the moment and being present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's going to creep up on me. So I just want to take it day by day and take each moment as it comes, really. Yeah. As cringy as that sounds. No, but. no, no. <laughs> um, so every podcast we end with a tip of the week. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't tell you this. No. Oh, I'm put on the spot. <laughs> okay. I think for me, um, I would like to base it on a 
feeling something about a feeling and I think yeah what I'd like my tip of the week is continuously talk to yourself in your your mind um, and just you know realise and recognise that feelings come and go and thoughts come and go and at the end of the day any feeling of fear or doubt or anything like that that you're having that it is only a feeling Mm-hmm. And that you yourself, you can push through that, um, if it's something that you really want to do. Yeah. Um, that's and, a really good one. Yeah. Thank you, Lorraine. Thanks. Thank you so much.